Hey, you tuned yourself into the first episode of the TechFlow podcast. Um, on my guests today, we have got a Mr. Robert McCann, a Max Regan, and a James Noakes. Episode one, TechFlow podcast, the beginning. everyone how you doing Fine. okay so today i'm joined with max regan james noakes and robert mccann um this is the first episode of the tech flow podcast as you know um but i just want to dive straight into the news so have you got any articles bobby yeah i got a couple here um wireless networks um as you know of late 3g networks so like everywhere everybody's using their phones to go on the internet iPhone, iPad, all of this stuff. And um, as a result of that, broadband is suffering. And um, Cisco, the um, connecting people company, if you like, uh, they've estimated total bandwidth to be 40 exabytes by 2014. If you don't know what an exabyte is... Neither do I. Right, okay, well, anyway, bandwidth's, like, a very issue, if, what, it's, a, it's an issue for podcasters, broadcasters, and anyone that really does anything on the internet, like, use yeah. the internet really heavily, um, like, like, for live streamers, they need at least, they need a fair amount of bandwidth. Yeah, well, people say it's, and I agree, that it's most likely to do with peer-to-peer networks, and... Also, oh, I'm pretty sure James could tell us a lot about peer-to-peer networks. Mm-hmm. All the legal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right, go, go ahead, Bobby. Um, yeah, and um, apparently iPad, the the Apple iPad, is going to be the, the new thing in this uh, chain of products that's hogging up these 3G networks and... Well, yeah. on the iPad, they, uh, they're they doing two versions of the iPad, aren't they? The 3G and the Wi-Fi version. Yeah, well, as much as the Wi-Fi version's cheaper, I'm pretty sure the iPad seems to be a business sort of thing, and people in business usually have disposable money up to their necks, so I reckon that the 3G version, despite its price, will be more popular. Well, so more money than cents? Yeah, I agree. Um, with uh, talking about the iPad, there I, I believe there's been a, a holdback on the release date. It was wasn't it the third of April? Now it's gone to the twelfth. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is a holdback on that release date. Talking uh, about the iPad altogether, what are your your total thoughts on the iPad? I know it's old news, but what are your total thoughts? I think that it has potential, and we'll see how it goes when it comes out. I just think it's a bigger version of the iPod Touch. <laughs> yeah, yeah I that's, what, that's what everyone's saying. 
I think that is a bit wrong for a start. But I don't think many... it's going to be but a... How the system's going to work, I feel it's going to be completely different with their dashboard feature, which you don't have on the iPod Touch. How yeah. that's been released, they just shown a video of that earlier today, which is literally the same as the Mac OS version, and there's loads of stuff which I feel would be better on there than just a normal iPod Touch. Could, can't you use all the same apps as you can on the iPhone and the iPod Touch for the iPad? No, yeah, they can. have to be approved from Apple, don't they? Because the resolution... They have to be well, approved. Yeah, they have to be approved, but I mean, most of them you'll be able to use, and you can do them in original iPod Touch or iPhone size, or you can scale them up to the iPad is, size. Is it 75% have already been approved? But only a few of them have to be changed uh, to get it. I to really work. hope the Doodle Jump's been improved. Uh, been approved. I think that that would be amazing on the iPad. <laughs> be absolutely fantastic. Because the other I mean, day, you know, Justin.tv released their app. Um, they said on there because they can view how many people's downloaded and what's on. They said they've already been viewed on the iPad a few times, so it means they're probably testing it out to see if it works fully on the iPad. Oh, wow, that, that, that's interesting. Um, there's been a hold-up with the iPad. No, well, not a hold-up, but a huge problem. Uh, there's a big problem with batteries, and a lot of them will have to be replaced, and not for free. For ninety-nine pounds and six pounds ninety-five shipping. Wait, do they do they know how long the battery life is on the iPod anyway? Yeah, they do, but apparently it's been failing, and they're not going to fix that. I mean, I can hardly see how they're going to fix that before April the twelfth, because they most likely have already made all the ones that they're going to ship on that first day, and probably yeah, the following week. Yeah, because problems with the twenty-seven inch iMac. If you didn't know, so they were coming with cracked screens, the displays didn't work. What? Yeah, the, yeah. The people were getting these 27-inch iMacs with cracked screens and the displays just didn't work, but Apple resolved that problem. How? Well, obviously they knew that the, the people who was packaging and making the, the, the iMacs wasn't doing it properly. Yeah. So they, they kicked them out the door. And what I want to move on to now is the, the iPod, the iPad, I mean, flash voids with HTML5. So, is... Is... Wait... I'm gonna talk about HTML5. Is HTML5 an iPhone? And I, what am I talking about? A flash killer? I think it might be. I don't think it's gonna happen for a couple more years. But I think that once people get used to HTML5, Flash is, is gonna go out the window. Does it require more coding than Flash? I don't know much of the details about it at the moment. Right. But there is also the thing with Flash, animation part of Flash, that Flash 1 was all how, about. How old is Flash now? Years old. Uh-huh. Ages eight and ages old. You know? Mm-hmm. Like We're well, moving on to things very quickly, but I want to talk about now is one of your favourite, well... You, you, you like photography and Photoshop and everything, like the whole Adobe suite. But uh, CS5. Yes, CS5 going to be released on April the 10th. 
of this year, which is coming soon. Hopefully, I'll be able to scrape up enough money to afford it. But it looks good. I watched a preview from Photoshop a couple of hours ago, and it looks absolutely amazing. They've got this new brush technology where you can actually view what the brush would look like as you're painting on this Photoshop document. It's is, really there, just... is there a big significant difference in CS5 and CS4 like like there was with uh, CS3 where they had to put like, better, better hardware? Is there a big significant difference? Well, I think that one of the big differences with CS3 and CS4 was the whole user interface thing which is a lot darker and it doesn't use the stock sort of graphics included with the computer that you have Adobe CS whatever on. Right. And it used more of a professional look. With right, dark. Okay. Um, I'll let you two uh, just chat. I've just got to go somewhere quickly. I'll just let you two talk about the topic. So. Yes, because I've got um, the whole collection of CS3 when I bought my Mac on student discount. And when I saw CS4 come out, I didn't really feel there was that much of an improvement for me because I like the simplicity of CS3. But then when it came to CS4, it looked much more darker in face. It seemed more graphic together. There was more better features, but I feel CS3 had a more nice user interface. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there that it did look a lot lighter and that's one of the reasons why I like the sort of Mac user interface rather than the Windows one because Windows seems very blue and quite dark but Mac seems, although it's got grey headings and stuff everything else seems really bright and contrasting with those grey headings Because in CS4 um, compared to CS3 it was um, all mashed together CS4 so it was all in blocks down the side and everything but in CS3 it all floated around the screen you can move it to where you want it I thought it was much easier for any user then to use it and have it set up how they want it instead of having Adobe's blocked bits together yeah you can set up in CS4 but I did find it really difficult at first I had no idea what to do and then I managed to get what I'm used to back with what I yeah, want. True. But... Yeah, because some of the the prompt features are so much better than in CS4 and CS3. Like in Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver, you got more like drop-down menu options. Because in CS3, they just gave you the basic bits, but in CS4, they seem to give you a lot more, which can make your website look much better with better things on it. I feel that yeah. it's really helped you and prompted you with bits that you'd find harder. And also in Photoshop CS4, there's like the 3D animation part now. But in CS3, you don't have that. And because everything's going more web 2.0 and gluey, so it's more graphical user interface, I feel by them having all this 3D modeling stuff, it should be much better. I I find that in Dreamweaver, I find it so much easier to make websites in Dreamweaver CS3 than CS4, but I've got the whole master collection of CS4 upstairs on my Mac, but I, I, there's not that much of a difference, but you can tell the difference with like what you've been saying about all the menus and the layout and stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. I well, the program that I use most out of the Adobe collection is Flash. And in You're CS3, Flash, you? like, they introduced ActionScript 3, which I still haven't learned. I'm still using ActionScript 2, I know, old, but <laughs> still. Wait, what's the difference? They introduced that, and that's been a big hit. And then in CS4, they introduced the whole 3D thing, but that wasn't really what I was interested in. What they released, was what I thought was really good, was a tool called Bones that you may have heard of. No, I've not heard of can, it. It's inverse kinematics on figures, and you can, you can even use it on bitmap images and stuff. Right. And they actually released a feature like that in CS5, which, which is coming out soon, in, in Photoshop, where you could sort of straighten things up and such. Got this really funny pose of this referee doing the YMCA dance. <laughs> but, um, uh, the, do you reckon graphic designers and people who use the CS4 or any Adobe products are going to move straight across to CS5 or do you think they're going to stick with CS4 for a bit? I know me, I'm going to stick with CS4 for a bit because it took me a while to get to know CS4 than than CS3 because I think I'm going to stick with CS4 for a bit. But what what do you think? Um, I think anyone... Well, I think, again, with the iPad thing, if you've got the money, then you would do it. And if if having that CS4 collection is earning you money, then you should upgrade to CS5, otherwise you're going to get left behind. Yeah, because with every improvement Adobe makes to everything, it's always for the new web, whatever, whatever, like the new web 2.0, in other words, isn't it? So if you're a designer making money out of this, you'll probably move literally straight away, I reckon. Yeah, it it will pay for itself if it's paying for itself already. Yeah, because many people I know just actually purely use Photoshop and Dreamweaver and uh, Illustrator and stuff like that just for the Adobe. Yeah, I I like Illustrator a lot. I haven't been using it for very long, but I, I do. I, think I don't it's... see the I don't see the difference between Photoshop and Illustrator. She's Photoshop from our web design. Illustrator's uh, for vector images. Right, okay. Mostly. I don't know. People tell me I should really make all my images in Illustrator, but I prefer to use Photoshop, even though it's not the right one to do it in. But I really need to learn more about how the Adobe system works, and one day I'll be able to make something half decent, I reckon. (laughs) But hopefully in this new CS5 there'll be more prompts like CS4 and it'll be more simple to use. So hopefully it'll be a good success. Right. Remember in two minutes, folks, we talk about our gaming section uh, with specialities from Max Regan, who's very into gaming. I think he's going to host a gaming podcast on the the network. But continue what you're on about with uh, CS5 because I think this is one of the longest talks uh, sections we talked about today, and I think it's going to be a big hit for the market. So, yeah. Well, uh, do they know about any of the costs? Do they know the cost for this, the collection, or is it going to be the same price? I think it's probably going to be the same price. Um, right. Yeah, I think it's going to be the same price as CS4. 
Okay. Probably. As CS4 was when it was released. Uh, I reckon they, they released CS5 pretty quickly then, haven't they? They have. They only released CS4 last year, about the same time, I think. Mm. Obviously, the people at Adobe Labs have been working their asses off. Yeah. But also, I think that's a bad thing. I think they should release more updates to the programs rather than complete new updates because this is this is a question for you do you reckon they should add a new program to the uh, master collection well there's already like a million programs in there anyway i don't really see what would be the point unless they find a gap in the market so okay if they don't find a gap in the market there's no need for a new program well right now it's time for the gaming section of today of the podcast for the first episode um, I don't know if we're going to keep doing the, the game section or it's going to be a separate podcast but I'll hand you over to Max Regan yes so the Call of Duty map pack is coming out soon um, I think apparently it comes out um, on the 30th for the Xbox and a bit after the 30th it'll come out on PS3 so not long to wait for all your Call of Duty fans but is it free? Um, no, I think for um, it's uh, about fifteen pounds. So I don't know how many Microsoft points that is going to cost you on Xbox, but on PS3 you uh, just go through like the PlayStation Store and PS3 just really m- money. Fifteen pounds. I think that's about eighteen hundred Microsoft points. Yeah, right. um, it, it I'm, might a be big, I'm a big actually. console gamer, and I think I'm one of my. The, the, I think the only game I really play is Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. And I think I will be buying this map pack because... Well, do you know what maps they're going to be including? Um, they're going to obviously bring out some new maps for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, apparently they're bringing out some more um, from the old Call of Duty, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, I think it's, um, there's Downpour and Crash, which for all you Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 fans will enjoy. But um, it's really vague and you don't really um, know what you're getting until you actually buy the actual map pack. Right, are you... I know James is not a very big console gamer. He's just a PC console no. gamer. Yeah, you have yeah. a Wii. You're boring. There's yeah, I don't even lot, use it that no much. Console. There's been a lot of um, dispute about Sonic the Hedgehog 4, which is sort of going... Really, I have no interest in Sonic. Sonic. From a while ago, but people have complained irrationally very irrationally, about the trailer that has been released a little while ago, introducing new Sonic 4, um, that people have been quite angry because they're not using the original short and stubby Sonic, they're using the new Sonic, and people have actually petitioned. There's a new Sonic? You know, no, no, the Sonic that they've they've used in the recent games <laughs> since about Sonic Adventure yeah mm. I'll try to pull up the trailer and include the music in for the trailer but since this is not a video podcast which maybe we could do one day but and since it's not a vi- uh, thingy but what is it, what's it called Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic obviously. Sonic the Hedgehog 4 and also there's been a lot of dispute because they're using Eggman instead of Dr. Robotnik Robotnik. Um, uh, see, I don't really take interest in uh, Sonic and things like that. Yeah. Well, I got the trailer up here, and I can play the audio for you, but you guys oh. won't, on Skype won't be able to hear it. But you will on 
here. So yeah. hopefully it's not copyrighted. We'll only play seven seconds of the actual. There's only actually two seconds of gameplay in the whole trailer, and then another ten seconds or so of just the Sonic models and the rings and Eggman. Right. Okay, now it's going with the 2010. Oh yeah, Sonic does look different. Yeah. And um, also a uh, new add-on for Borderlands: Secret Army of General Knox, which uh, is really due to be released in. Very soon. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good online. Um, they're racing the level cap to 61 as well for all you Borderlands fans. Vehicles, Modern Warfare 2 enemies. all the way. Modern Warfare 2 all the way. Mind you, I, I, I've been looking at Battlefield. Uh, what's it called? Bad Company 2, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good. Bad Company 2 is more of um, like tactical, um, using your headset talking to people and just trying to get skills and points in the next few, really. Right, well, we've reached the five minutes for the... Uh, you know, <laughs> gaming okay. section. Let's move on to what we usually talk about technology. And what I want to talk about is now is uh, um, this is you know a lot of people talk about Mac and PC. Oh, Mac's better. PC's better because you can game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, how about this one for you? AMD versus Intel. Oh wow! Intel wins. <laughs> Intel. If I had to pick a processor, um, AMD for normal things, like, not, like home users, but Intel for gamers, for like highly processor intensive stuff. I mean, in the studio, everything here is Intel, but I've only got one AMD computer, which is the laptop Bobby's using right now. Yeah. That's, that's an AMD, but, you know, I don't really tell the difference in them. All I know is that... Uh, AMD are bringing out a new 12-core processor that yeah, doesn't have hyper-threading. It's just 12 cores straight, and it's about $1,386. Oh but the God. price difference between them both, like, Intel's more expensive, but they're meant to be better and more high-quality than the AMD. But if you're trying to build a budget gaming computer, more often you would put AMD in it due to the pricing. But yeah, you're AMD's a lot more really for your money. cheaper. Hmm. Cheaper, is that even a word? <laughs> cheaper. Uh, on my laptop, well, all my computers at home are either Intel or PowerPC, so I'm not, I'm quite indifferent with the AMD situation. Well, I've this processor that the uh, AMD brought out, I think the aim is to try and get it inside the Mac Pro, but because it's going to it's gonna whoop the i7 and the Xeon's ass. You're saying that the AMD's much cheaper? One thousand three hundred eighty-six dollars, is it? That is not cheap. Come on, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Intel uh, trying to tackle this with an eight-core chip, which um, they already did for the Max, didn't they? Which well, will be a little bit cheaper, seven hundred forty-four dollars. A little bit cheaper. Right. 
Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I. I know where you're coming from. Um. But. Do Do you really think? Uh. In, uh Apple are gonna go ahead and move over to a lower. Uh, well, a less. Well, I don't know. I guess it'd make the Mac Pro much cheaper. Yeah. Because with those eight core processors you've got in there, Apple are using two processors to generate that eight cores. But with this processor, all they have to do is use one for twelve cores. Yeah. Well, well, looking at it, this processor—I don't think it would make the Mac Pros cheaper because the processor is like nearly three quarters of the price of the Mac Pro. Yeah. But wouldn't that be a standard Mac Pro with? Or the or or just looking at it again, they can buy an eight core two point eight two point four gigahertz eight core one standard chip for seven hundred forty four dollars, which works at about six hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. While AMD offer more total cores, it's said that Intel are a bit more with it with the actual quality and performance of the cores. Right. Okay. Well, gaming-wise, I think this would be quite good. I mean, like what James was saying that people build gaming machines on a budget with their AMD. Yeah. Well, there's kind of sudden pause there. Some someone drop. Uh, anyway, yeah. But do you, do you think there's a chance that Apple would go ahead with the two processors that AMD are bringing out? Um, I don't know because Apple has always kept with Intel and they no because they, they, they were with Motorola or was it IBM PowerPC? Because most of the time, in like recently. Apple's really been working with Intel to get their chips smaller to fit in, like their MacBooks and stuff. But I reckon Apple will always keep with Intel due to their bond together and stuff like that. So I don't think they would go to AMD myself. No. And uh, there was... uh, Talking about now is... I want to talk about pocket camcorders. Because... As we were uh, getting ready for the show, um, we were looking at pocket camcorders on, on the BBC's Click. And, yeah. Uh, would you would you rather have a pocket camcorder or would you rather have a uh, like a camera like I've got, for instance, a big Sony one, a big Sanyo or JCV, I think, yeah. What, like a Flip Mino or a Kodak one that you're talking about? The Kodak ZI8, the new one, it's pretty nice because you can plug in your own mic. Yeah, I think that's the main selling point to any podcaster now or vlogcaster who wants to do anything there. Because not many camcorders actually have an input for your microphone. And when you're doing a vlog or something, you really, or a podcast, video podcast, you really want good audio. So by having a dynamic mic like you have, Liam, yeah. you could plug that in and get really good audio if you're in a noisy environment, can't you? But with many normal camcorders, like the big old camcorders, they would do like they wouldn't do inputs and stuff. So it'd be really annoying for someone who's wanting the better audio, because all you have is your little microphone on the camcorder that picks up everything else, not just the audio you want from like when you're doing an interview or something. So I think the Kodak has got that bit right. But and so also, does it do 1080p? Doesn't it? Yeah. Um. 
I just see now is I've been. Where everything's going. I forgot so to say that the Google Nexus One, uh, HTC Nexus One, at the end of this year, we should be seeing it on Vodafone. Wow. Which I know I'd rather get that than the iPhone. Sorry. That's yeah. <laughs> no, cool. I'm Thanks looking the at iPhone. the ZI8 now, actually, and it looks really sleek in design. Right. It's still got that nice USB switch thing, which uh-huh. I love so much on my ZI6. Is the ZI8, is it full 1080p? Um, yes, it is full 1080p HD video. Okay. And, um... Wait, out. Um, okay. Okay, we're going to wrap up the show in about two minutes, but before we wrap up, I want to talk about the 10 must-have gadgets of uh, this week, or this month, I mean. Um, so, number one... We have the Asus EEE PC, uh, the 105PE, which runs the Atom processor. And then next we have the Flip Ultra HD, which is, you know, one of those pocket camcorders at HD. At number three, we have the <laughs> we have the HTC Nexus One. Oh, we, yeah, we're doing this right. Uh, I've, I've got it in the wrong order, but we'll continue. The clip... How do you say it? The The clip... Clip... Sh- clip... Image... Headphone... Earphones with mic. Um, the LG 47LH50, which I think is a 50-inch TV. The Logitech Harmony 1. Do you know what that is? I haven't yeah. heard of it. The Harmony is a, logi- a remote by Logitech that you can... Uh, they control everything with, and it's like got a big, like, it's got is an LED like display in it and stuff. One, use, is that like their big one, the universal remote? Yeah, now? and then we've got the Logitech Squeeze Box Radio, the Motorola Droid, which runs the Android, and uh, the Nintendo DSi, and last but not least, the Palm Pre Plus. Cool. Do you like that? Yeah. That's Are we done list. recording? No, we're not done recording, but I want to give a shout out to you. James, do you have a website or anything? Do you have Twitter? Uh, no. Yeah, I have Twitter. I oh, go on, do you want to plug it? Dot com forward slash James Noakes. Uh, it's J-A-M-E-S-N-O-A-K-E-S. And then, Robert McCann, do you have anything? A website and a Twitter. RobertMcCann.webs.com. Okay, and your Twitter is Boggoblin. And, yep. So, Max, do you have anything? No. No. Right, okay then. So, remember guys, thanks for watching the show. and Well, watching. Why did I say watching? Listening. And uh, hopefully this show will be better next week because, next week because we had better... Well, well, I'll try and plan it out better, but remember, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading us on iTunes.